of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, welcome to episode 21 of Super Sugoi Cast. I'm Alex. And I'm Justin. This week we're going to finish up our look at Erased, which is episodes 7 through 12 of 12. Of 12. For of once, 12. we actually have one of the really short seasoned animes. Yeah, I wish it was longer because I really, really enjoyed it. You know, actually, it's not even really a season. I guess it is a season because it's only one, but yeah, like, it's it, not a show that's going to continue after 12. No, it felt more like a miniseries to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that, but I also. I wish there was more, because I really liked the story that they had for it. Um, I'll get into how I feel about the show after we kind of break it down, but... Well, that seems negative to it, me. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not good, it's not bad, but I'm sure it feels different than you. Probably. Alright, so you can watch this on Crunchyroll, Hulu, Funimation, and Anime Planet. That's a lot of options for it, this particular it show. It really is. Um, <laughs> well, specifically because Anime Planet pulls from Crunchyroll and Hulu, right? Right. So, I mean, that's kind of like a, a win-win. If it you is. have either one of those. Well, no, you don't need the you don't need an account on either of those. No, but I mean, them. like, if it's on Crunchyroll, you're gonna find it on Anime Planet oh, and yes. vice versa. So, like, Anime Planet's kind of just a given if it's on Hulu or Crunchyroll is what I'm getting at. Yes. But so it's everywhere. Before we get to where we left off, the original plot in very basic form is that 29 year old Satoru goes back in time to try and save some kids from getting killed that he used to go to school with. I think there's three specific ones he wants to focus on. Yes. Yeah. Because they were his classmates. Technically. No, well, one two was, were... Yeah, two were classmates. And one was from like a, a neighboring school. I mm -hmm. think the same age group. I they were all was 11. Younger. No, yeah, they, they were all the same age group. Yeah. It was sort of like a neighboring school. It wasn't too far away either because obviously he was able to get to that school and stuff like that, but... So where we left off, Satoru was getting arrested by the police for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. He wasn't even really framed for it. It was just like a misunderstanding. A very awkward timing and someone seeing him in a way that they probably didn't need to see right. him. And instantly going, oh my god, he did it. He did it. And of course, they call the cops or cops knew about it or whatever. And You know, we kind of find out later on that incidents that had happened earlier in his life reflected back onto this. Which is pretty cool because there's a lot of thought that goes there's, into that. There's a lot to it, yeah. But anyway, right when we start, he's getting arrested, but he willed himself to go back into his revival thing. Which he never had control of anyway in the beginning. It kind of right. just happened, and this time he was just like, I need to do it! Yeah, I need to go back because this is really screwed up. So he, he made himself go back all the way to 1988. And he was 10 years old again, yeah. just about to have his 11th birthday, mm -hmm. and he was trying to change things so that way he didn't, his classmates didn't get killed, Yeah, and everything would change in the future. So he kind of ran the same game plan he did the first time he went back, mm -hmm. and then changed up a little bit of it to try to get past the certain point he failed at last time. Right, and he changed things enough that he was now in uncharted territory, and he was rewriting the entire past. Yes. So everything he was doing was new. Yep. And completely different timelines, and he's like, I may have done it this time. And it's kind of cool, because you get to meet a lot more of the other kids this time around, more so than you did the first time. The first time he was there, it was just kind of him yeah, working on. Yeah, it was all on. about him. But the second time through, his friends actually really start to help him, and you get to learn more about them, and they could tell he was different. I actually thought that one of the kids was in on it, because he was really shady, like, the whole time. He was. <laughs> like, you really think he was shady, and that he was part of the issue, and he was maybe the one choosing the kids? 
wasn't it? No. But it really seemed that way, and I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, probably, just to throw you off. Yeah. Well, Satoru ends up succeeding by saving the first victim, whose name is Kayo, mm-hmm. and he starts trying to focus on saving these next victims. One of them's his friend, and one of them's, like we said, someone from a neighboring school, mm-hmm. and so, like... Two for one, he was able to do both of them at the same time just by collaborating everybody together. Yeah. And I remember when I was watching it, I was like, how how are these parents getting away with the abuse? Kayo's mother oh, was yeah. abusive, and she beat her, like, all the time, and people knew about it, you know? And Not, it was no, like, they didn't. Well, they, no, they did. The, the teacher, teacher said, did. He right. said he didn't have the courage to go out and take care of it. But some of the kids saw the bruises, too, but they didn't understand what it was. Yeah, they which didn't is, put which makes sense. together. But, see, I was still saying, though, like, Satoru's mom knew about it. They, they didn't do anything. And then I, I realized... she only knew after he got involved. It doesn't matter. And then I realized that this is 1988. And that was more of an accepted practice back then. It's People kept their own. starting probably to fall out of it. In, in 1988, and also, you, we have to realize Japan's a whole entire different culture than ours as well. Right. So we don't necessarily know how long it lasted there and whatever. Yeah. But it was just, you know, private affairs were kept private and people dealt with it themselves. So Satoru has to figure out how to keep Kayo safe, not only mm-hmm. from his from her own mother, but also from the killer. He has we, to end up saving her from two different things at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want to get into the details because we don't want to spoil that for you guys. But he does succeed, and we end up learning who the actual kidnapper slash killer is as right. the story goes on. But of course, as the show wants... It, try to lead, it tries to lead you astray, make you think it's a bunch of different people. Yeah, because at first I thought it was the killer. Mm-hmm. The, the person who ended up being the killer. I was like, oh, it's got to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then it turns out all these things ended up happening. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, maybe it's not him. My thoughts never really changed. Really? I always assumed it was one person. And like we had said, we, we, we I thought one of the kids maybe was an accomplice. Yeah. But my once a certain thing happened within the the show, I was kind of like, that's too sketchy. Yeah. And the way it got played off was really too well played out. It, it was just like, yeah, it's got to be this dude. It's just too convenient. Yeah. So my thoughts didn't change on who it was throughout the show. Well, congrats to you because... Well, I mean, I do have a bachelor's in criminal justice. I wanted to be a detective. Oh, please. Just that saying. No, you're Just not. Saying. You're, you're, I, I, I deduced that anime you're... from episode two. <laughs> I was I was already on it. Well, yeah, I thought it was the same person, but I'm just saying, you know, I think my like 30 seasons of CSI kind of equals out to your bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fall for the anime's ploy to deter what I thought. Well, I'm just saying, I kept my options open. You did. Which is better for a detective. You got to explore mm, all the avenues. Not when I know. <laughs> not when I know. Anyway. <laughs> But, yeah, so then the, the killer ended up doing something, and I was like, oh, man, it was him the whole time, you yeah, know? And I was yeah. like, god damn it. But, yeah, it was just, like, this big, like, in-your-face moment where I was like, snap, you yeah. know? All right. I enjoyed the show. I don't necessarily like how it ended, and I don't like how it went from being more on the darker side to finishing mm-hmm. not so dark. Well, I agree with that, but there's several movies and shows that could have had better endings. I didn't think the ending was terrible. It wasn't terrible, but... but I felt like it could have gone a completely different way. You know, it didn't have to end happy. Right. You know, I actually thought the story, Kyle's story, was titled The Town Where Only I Exist. And the show's title is, the, in, in English, The Town Where Only I Am Missing. Yeah. So I was like, that has to mean something. So in my mind, I was like... 
okay, Satoru is probably going to have to get himself killed in order to save all the other kids. So I was waiting for that to happen. But then it didn't. Something else completely happened differently. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is different, but it's not yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as I found out that was what the English title was, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. Great. I gave I gave it away from myself. And I was kind of <laughs> upset for a couple of days. But yeah. But, I mean, it ends happy. wasn't the most terrible show. Do you want to kind of go a little bit more in depth? Maybe a little bit of spoilers? Let's do, like, one minor spoiler, because it is something that I kind of wanted to talk about. Go for it. So, spoiler alert. So people, Minor spoiler. Yeah. When Satoru appears to have died yes. as a child, and he goes into that coma. Mm-hmm. See, that's where I was like, oh, no, it's happening for, for real now. You yeah. know, and I didn't know what was going to happen, because there was still, like, three episodes left in the show. Yeah. And I was like, What? When the next episode started and the whole intro theme, intro animation was different because he was not in it anymore, mm-hmm. I was like, what are they going to do? Yeah. But I thought it was super neat that they changed the intro for, for him to not be in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was so cool. It was kind of cool. You know, it was like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. And so that's why I thought everything was going to change now. Yeah. You know? Like I said, I didn't agree with how it ended. The way the last few episodes went, they really tried to attach the original killer slash like kidnapper into the show still right because like he he came back up when yeah he was there for satoru in the hospital and you kind of go okay we now obviously we knew who it was at this point and interesting that he'd come back but like the reason why we i originally thought he came back was just to see if satoru still had the memories of when he was a kid to know who he was and i think they did that on purpose because they wanted to see if that was only it but there's a really in-depth behind story for why he was still there yeah and it makes sense because a lot of shows and movies end up taking that direction when a killer and the person who's chasing them mm-hmm. have been in each other's lives forever mm-hmm. you know kind of like the following yeah that's like the same basic story it's kind of right there i don't want to spoil this for anybody so if you don't want to know what i'm about to say don't listen for a good 30 40 seconds but yeah. like the fact that he felt so connected to satoru and the fact that he was like man this kid solved out what i was doing mm-hmm. that i can't do this anymore while he's still around it was an obsession. It was an obsession for him to do these kidnappings and these killings, and he was just like, oh man, this guy knows my future, and I've see, I seen him predicting what I was going to do for these last three months or whatever it was, how mm-hmm. long it took, I don't necessarily remember, but he was like, I need to stay around and find out what he knows, Right. but because of him knowing, he at the same time couldn't continue doing what he was doing, and that to me was like mind-blowing. I was just like, interesting that he felt at a loss without Satoru in his life. He couldn't find out anything else from Satoru because mm-hmm. he was in the coma for you exactly. know, 20 years or whatever. Uh, 15 years. Yeah. So so it's like during that time, he I can just imagine him getting further and further and further lost in himself, mm-hmm. trying to understand and figure things out. And then by then, it's just crazy. Yeah. And then the way, like I said, they ended it, it I understand why they did. And it was pretty cool how he tried to go about doing it and yeah. whatever. It was cool. Would I watch this anime again? Probably not. If the show had continued to go on, I probably wouldn't continue. Yeah. Just because it, it lost a little bit of interest and a little bit of steam for me. I see. Well, for me, I really enjoyed it because I like stuff like that. I thought it had a really interesting story and mm-hmm. a really interesting way of going about things. And it was very dark. And yeah. I like stuff like that. I would say dark, not very dark, not in my mind. 
And then on top of it, I guess just from the normal animes we do watch, they tend to have a lot more in-depth detail for characters, and you get to grow a lot more with them. Yeah. And I really appreciate growing with characters as they evolve. I see. And so this didn't have that for me, So and it didn't even have a whole lot of evolving for like a detective story. Right. So that was lackluster for me as well. See, the detective story for me was plenty. I thought that that was fine. Mm. You know, he had to sit there and figure out new ways of going about things and trying to change things just enough. Mm. But not too much. Yeah, like, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't enough. Right. That's all. But I I do understand what you're saying about not having enough plot, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the animes that we usually watch, they take place over months and years and whatever in a character's time. 600 episodes? No, 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 no. Just in a character's lifetime. You know what I mean? Characters, it'll be one week, but it's actually been months yeah. in that character's life. Yeah. You know, so we see tons of things that have happened in the middle, whereas this was literally just a couple of weeks max. One week, I think, actually. So with that, I can understand it getting old, because you're only seeing that same week relived over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like Groundhog Day, but in anime form. Yeah. And that movie but has much lost better. a lot of its factors that you, I like yeah. about it. I know you would keep watching it. I probably wouldn't if we had like. You know what I would love what? if there if it was. I'm sure it, I know that they had a manga for it, but mm-hmm. if there was like a novel, novel, I probably would have read the crap out of it. Maybe if it was a novel, it would be better because you could put more details in yeah. a novel. And I do enjoy reading books. Um, let's move on to the next anime we decided to start watching. Yeah, which is completely different. Than very, very different. Yeah. And it's actually really different than a lot of the shonens we've been watching too. Right. So like again, we found another anime that has been on our list for quite some time that's not shonen and it it's is, not actually it is shonen is it shonen mm-hmm. well shoot we can never get away from these damn shonen <laughs> movies it's still different though it's not it like the other shonens we've been watching yeah no we ended up watching food wars shokugeki no soma there has 24 episodes we watched number one through six you know our normal format you can get it on Crunchyroll, Hulu, and Anime Planet. What really piqued my interest about this was called Food Wars. I love watching food shows. Yeah. Watch them all the time. I watch Food like, Network is like, like my top five. Yeah. Like they have them on Netflix. I watch the hell out of a lot of them. Some old ones that I've always really watched. Mm-hmm. But like Food Wars made me think of like Chef Battles. Awesome. Uh, Iron Chef. Iron Chef. Love that show. Thought this is where it was going to kind of go. Right. And me at too. first, it did not come close. No. Really freaking confused. <laughs> so. This show is based on Soma Yukihira, is his name. Um, He's a 15-year-old kid, just about to graduate, like, their junior high. He works at a restaurant with his dad, and it's a pretty successful little diner-type Japanese place. Yeah, little hole in the wall in the corner. Yeah, and it seems like they kind of start off having a lone little mini-battle between them who can make the best fried rice. Here's where it gets weird. It's, what's the word? It's edgy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it also kind of like... It was a lot more etchy than I thought. It's going to be a... It's a lot of etchy, which we weren't expecting, period. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's... There's a lot of fan service as well. Basically, yes. they take a bite and the food's so delicious, they go into this, like, orgasmic food thing with, yeah. like... And all their clothes, clothes being taken off. And they and, like, get, like, surrounded by clouds and Or, like, their arms are covering and... their stuff. And, like... Yeah. Here's what's kind of neat. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's not just fan service for guys. I guess, technically, it is for girls, too, because... So it's not just for when girls eat it. Guys eat the food too, and like it, and they it, have the same the reaction. Same reaction. They're completely naked. Things obviously covering their area too. So it's it's. I thought that was funny, and yeah. I appreciated that it covered both sides. Me too, because you never see that. Yeah, or so, you don't very often. No, not at all. And I mean, not what we were expecting. Period. Yeah. No, I just <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a cooking show. Yeah, and then <laughs> on top of that, if you're uncomfortable with like tentacle fetish and 
yeah. anything of that nature, I think you probably should avoid watching the show. Every episode has mm. had the tentacle fetish. No, I only when he serves them the squid, which, which is, is like been at like, the end of every episode. I think half. I think in like three of the six episodes we watched, it okay. happened. Well. So if you don't like <laughs> tentacle type things, don't watch it because it came out in the first episode, and we were like, oh wow. It, it was way over the top in yeah. that first episode. Well, I was the first like, and, the, and the second. Well, like halfway through the first mm-hmm. episode, I remember looking over at you and I was like, what did we watch? Yeah, what, what, <laughs> why did we pick the show? But, 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 but then when the plot kind of furthers along, his dad's like, hey, I'm closing the restaurant. I understand you want to keep working in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go travel the world and cook like I used to. I'm sending you to this culinary school, like Which elite. Is like, yeah, like the top culinary school ever. Yeah, and he's like, I'll send you some money for the month. Doesn't even know if his kid's going to make it in there. He, yeah, he has he's to just do this gone. Like, crazy test in order to get in yeah, and all this stuff. It's and... like, in this place, is like its own little city on a mountain. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of like kill the kills mm-hmm. high school yeah so you know it's its own thing and it's actually it's that's huge. a really great like comparison so it's it's crazy but i like where it started to evolve because now it really became a cooking challenge of elite cook i see i didn't think i wasn't sure if there was going to be enough content mm-hmm. because all we had seen was this you know etchy stuff and yeah. it was like okay i get it yeah this food's amazing and you know people are going crazy over it but mm-hmm. you know once once episode four hit then it was like oh okay wait you, a minute there you is see some him story evolved in the school and there wasn't so much Etchy Etchy. stuff. Exactly. It's still kind of present here and there. But, like, you see him get into the school. You see him get into the school, go to a class, and then he tries to get into his dorm. Which, by the way, to even get into your dorm, you have to have a (laughs) cooking challenge with the dorm, like... The headmistress. Or whoever, yeah, Yeah. is running that dorm. He didn't have the instructions, so he didn't have the supplies like he thought he was going to need. He ended up getting lucky and cooking some stuff out of scraps. Yeah, which seems to be his thing because he's a diner cook. Yeah, he just kind of was able to do whatever he could. He's so good, and I hope they kind of show him failing at least once sooner yeah, or later. Yeah, because that's my thing. It's like the Bugs Bunny complex, you mm-hmm. know, where they the, the hero can never do anything wrong. Which is so far has been that way. He has not done it. People have tried to screw him over. He's technically, every challenge he's been... Number one. He's Yeah, every time. Yeah. Any kind of challenges in front of his face, he he's keys. And so... I was like, man, he probably could have failed that one, but he didn't. He got in, and like everybody was like, man, he got in on the first try. It took me three months. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't pass, you basically camp out in front of the dorm. Right, until you can get until in. Until you can do it. Exactly. So that was cool, but here's where it gets interesting. You meet all his like dorm mates, mm-hmm. and they have like a minor cooking challenge there, and then he learns about the Elite 10, I think it is. Is there 10? There's yeah, 10. I think there's it 10. Is, and they're called Elite 10. It's kind of like... The final four in Pokemon. The it elite, is. The elite or four the or whatever elite four and kill the kill. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> basically, he learns about them and like how you can battle them, but you have to kind of like earn the right to even battle them in the first place. So like you have to level up in a sense by battling other chefs there. Right. And you challenge them for something. I bet you this for you and this, and you basically do an actual Iron Chef battle. Yeah, which is amazing because they have a kitchen stadium yeah. and everything. It's really cool, and that's so I'm where I'm excited to see that stuff. The word. Shokugeki. Comes in, which means battle. And it's really cool. I didn't want to stop at six, but I knew if I kept watching, I wouldn't stop 
and yeah. I would over give you guys info for this anime. Right. Because, I mean, it's, yes, it's over the top and whatever, but the humor is actually really fun about it. It really is. Like, we, we laugh. It's mm. not like, oh. The you art know? style's good. The way they draw other characters oh that diversify them is really good. The way they draw the food. Yes. It looks so delicious. You know, and even. Yes, there's a lot of etchy, but even the etchy scenes are drawn really well, and the yeah, way they like describe them out with like whatever ingredient was in that part of the cooking that put them there right. is in it, and looks really good too. So like overall, so far this show is really entertaining. Like if you've seen the Miyazaki films and you see the food and the way mm-hmm. that it's drawn there, it's like that. It's similar to that. It's, it's amazing. Real, it looking. makes you want to eat that kind of food, and it's all real stuff. Like yeah. it, it's kind of cool because they tell you you know, in very basic form, how to make these things. Yeah. And you see them cooking it and putting it together. So you it's do like, this, hey, this, and this with this if ingredient. If I wanted to, I could probably figure that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really cool. They, you know, they, they basically break it down for you. It has these ingredients. This is how you freeze it or cook it or fry it or whatever. And you go, huh, I really wonder if honey being cooked on some steak makes it more tender. Right. That's awesome. I like that. I know we're going to obviously keep watching it, like, because we have to go 6 through 12 to give the second half of the review, but based on what you've seen so far, unless somehow it drastically changes, would you keep watching it? I would, because it's fun, and it I makes would me too. laugh. <laughs> I definitely, this is a, probably another show I would watch all 24 of, and then probably write a blog for our Facebook. Definitely, definitely keep so an eye far. Out for that. I really like this one so far. I do too. Um, it actually started off as a one-shot manga in Weekly Shonen Jump in 2012. Oh, wow. Which was really also... Really recent. Yeah, it's not that old, and there was another one that we watched not too long ago that also started off as a one-shot that mm-hmm. ended up... Haikyuu! Haikyuu. And it was really successful. Yeah. This show had a regular manga series almost a year later, mm-hmm. so it didn't take that long for it to get picked up either. Yeah. And then another year after that, they had their own standalone volumes published. Wow. So you could actually go to the bookstore and pick up the manga editions of the show. It wasn't just in the weekly condensed versions of stuff that's cool then the anime began in april of 2015 so we literally started watching this a year later after the anime started yeah we're not that far behind and we're actually perfect timing because the second season starts this july oh sweet (laughs) i look forward to watching a lot of it then me too because it like i said it's a lot of fun and Mm -hmm. the food looks really cool and i can't wait to see some anime iron chefs i know know? it seems so cool (laughs) seeing the kitchen battle like the and we we actually didn't even get to kind of describe how it left us off so you guys know we're coming in the next episode yeah that's right um it leaves us off with him like finding a club basically a cook a cooking club and it's it's dying. Yeah. And away a lot it's of these. It's a bunch of dons. Yeah. So, you know, bowls with meat over rice. Yeah, that's what this club is. And a lot of these clubs end up being closed by one of these like elite ten people, and they're like subordinates basically. They want to battle them, and they battle them to close out the club so they can expand their version of whatever they want to do there. Right. It starts off with this one person picking on this club because the club's kind of failing, and he was just happened to be there at the time, and him being a prideful person goes. I challenge you. Yeah. You will either well, join I'll take this, this battle. Yeah, and and basically battle is I win, you join the dawn and it survives. If you win, I leave the school because that's all he can offer at this point. Right. And that's where we're at right now. Like he was preparing for that battle. And he is so cocky in mm-hmm. the very when he got to the school, they like brought him up on stage and they're like, oh, he actually yeah. made it past like the, the only transfer. Yeah, he made it past the exam as the only transfer student. So let's let's let him say hello. And he came up and was like, yeah, I'm gonna be number one. So uh, bye. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's something else we kind of forgot to mention. It's it's a school that you basically start at from grade one on. It's not just like a, a high school place. They literally have their own grade junior and high school. It's, it's, it's a full-on culinary everything. 
after getting through our animes, we're going to get into just a little bit of tech. I read this and I thought it was actually really neat because drones seem to be becoming really relevant in today's world. We get a lot of them at work in returns. Yes, There's we already do. a lot of stories about them invading other people's privacies and whatnot. Well, Japan being Japan, they're starting a delivery service with drones. Which is amazing because, you know, that's something useful you yes. can do with drones and that's what you should be doing with drones. Yeah, and we just watched that in like an anime, didn't we? Yeah, it was in One Punch Man. One Punch Man, that's right. They have yeah. drone, drone deliveries They delivered there. the mail. <laughs> yeah, and among other things. Yeah, because like a lot of stuff coming from the Hero Association. Mm -hmm. So Japan is starting trial drone home delivery services in Chiba, which is awesome. It is. It's amazing. And if it does well, they'll start rolling it out everywhere. Yeah. But mostly they want to do it because of the 2020 Olympics. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to make it operational, at least in that city in Chiba. They're having tests right now. So the drones are going to pick up a package from Tokyo Bay and deliver it 10 kilometers to the Mihama Ward in Chiba. Yes. And they're going to construct landing areas on each of the balconies of the high-rise condos in Mihama, so that way, mm -hmm. when the Olympics come around, you're going to see all these people there actually doing flying stuff. around like it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Which is, that's really a neat idea, especially because if you're trying to do it during the 2020 Olympics, right. you're going to want to give, that's going to bring in a lot more people to Japan Oh, I want to come visit and have a drone delivered to me. It's going to open it up to the whole world that Japan has this kind of technology right. to advance with the drones and obviously help them get it across the world as well, whatever kind of servers and routers and whatever else you would need for it to work properly. Yeah, So exactly. it's a really great place to showcase it. And they still have four more years to go. They do. So they have plenty of time yes. to get this all perfected and make sure that, you know, the drones don't run into one another and have times me... proper and, you know. Yeah. Which actually, if it's four years from now, where's the Olympics at this year? That's a good question. I didn't even know. I don't know. I didn't think about it. I have no idea. I just realized, I was like, I was like oh, well, the next Olympics <laughs> is 2020 in Tokyo, not realizing that there's supposed to be Olympics this year. Man, I'm behind on the That's times at the question. moment. <laughs> Back to it. So there's similar tests that are also being run in Naka, which is a small town in the Tokushima prefecture in western Japan. Prefecture. Prefecture. The prefecture. It's the prefecture. You know, the E, the R, <laughs> misspellations and stuff. Misspellations? Misspellations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the tests began amid a growing concern in Japan of the drones being used for bad things. Which is the same they kind of are concerns happening here. that are happening. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to be like, no, there's a reason to keep these things around. They're not just for spying on people in backyards. Yeah. Or any kind of like warlike thing you could do with a well, drone, which we already have drones that do that anyway. But Yeah. And a lot of the problem that people are having here is they're flying them in areas where they shouldn't because yes. they're taking up all the airspace. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we can't have a drone in the same area where an emergency helicopter needs to land yep. because they could get hit and explode. And, or you know whatever, what I mean? in yeah. traffic or kids. So it's definitely got a negative image on it. Because, so this you is, know, people. Yeah, this <laughs> is it trying to reclaim a good thing. Yes. Out of drones being not positive and i think if anyone can do it it would be japan yes because they make everything they try to make positive stuff out of everything and i'm sure we're gonna see some drones that are like <gasps> decked out in some cool gear i bet their drones are gonna be adorable though they'll probably make them look like little flying squirrels and yeah that'd be and awesome stuff, that'd know? be so cool like, yeah well talking little about fish. like decking out drones um we have some cosplay stuff which we haven't done in a while well it's t it technically fits in games and 
tech and cosplay all together. Kind of, yeah. So people may know the cosplayer Jessica Negri. She's just an all-around good cosplayer. Like, she's Mm -hmm. all over the internet. Just recently, she announced on Instagram that she's going to provide the English voice for Supersonico in Sonicomi Communication with Sonico, which is a PC game coming out this summer. I was about to ask you. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Well, okay. Supersonico is the mascot for a Japanese company called Nitro Plus, and (laughs) she's this very buxom young lady. I actually hadn't seen Supersonico like in her actual games or whatever it is. I, had, mm-hmm. I didn't know what Nitro Plus was. I had only seen a lot of fan art of her. Sounds like an energy drink. Yeah, but it's not. So she has uh, pink hair, and she always has these headphones. Huh. And that's kind of how you know it's her, because she's got these big headphones on and okay. bright pink hair. Yeah. But um, she's also very curvy for an anime character, oh. so that makes her stand out a lot, too. Okay. She's really popular, but anyway, there's a visual novel, which is the, what this game is, and you are going to be her photographer, because she's a model, and you're basically providing support for her in the modeling world, and you take photos of her, and it's basically staring at her in skimpy outfits all day I long. Say, it sounds kind of like a pervy game. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> you know, but that's that's what it is. And so she's going to be the voice actor for that game. Yeah, for the English version of Super Sonico. Awesome. Which and is cool, because she's a cosplayer. Yeah, I wonder if she'll, she should probably cosplay the character, too. Oh, she has, several times. Oh, she has. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought she should. Well, yeah, she already has. I'm sure she still will. Awesome. Um, She has actually already provided the voice for Super Sonico in English. Okay. For an anime version, which was called Sony Ami, in 20, last year, 2015. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I was looking into this, because I saw it on her Instagram, and I was like, oh, really? She didn't do a bad job, because I I looked into it, because I I was like, oh, a cosplayer is not a professional voice actress, you know, what's happening? You know, but that's how, like, cosplayers actually are trying to do about it, like, they show that they can act, and they can do these things, because they do all those competitions, and and it's finally deciding to work out for her. Yeah, like, it was fine, you know? I mean, I still prefer it in Japanese, but if I was going to watch it in English, I wouldn't have very many complaints. There, there are a lot worse yes. voice actresses yes, and actors. So I think she did a good job, and I think that's really cool. It is because it's literally, hey, I'm doing this for fun. To, yeah. Oh my God, I'm kind of living out my dream. Which is awesome for anybody, and that was your stepping stone to get there, and it succeeded. Hopefully, it just keeps going up and up and up another from there. Which is funny because I think I don't know if I was talking to you about this the other day. It's like people just kind of get random fame from random vines or mm-hmm. memes or whatever. Yeah. And I, there's that guy from that Alex at Target picture that yeah. spawned everywhere. <laughs> that I just read that that guy's like a model and like an actor now because See? of that one picture. Yeah. So just sometimes luck. Yeah. And you go cosplay for the fun of it, and it ends up working out for you in the long run. So just always try to follow your dreams, everybody. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. That's how that's how it works sometimes. It is. That's not how it worked out for these people. These people that we're talking about next actually have a lot of talent. They really do. Um, it's a group called Baby Metal. Yes, and they are amazing. Or is that amazing. the genre? No, that's their name. That's their name. Yeah. Well, it is actually really cool. It is. It's, it's a weird mixture of metal and pop. They are a J-pop metal idol fusion group. Yeah. So, and if you don't know what an idol group is... It's basically a pop group like the Backstreet Boys or mm-hmm. NSYNC, but it's usually a bunch of girls. They do have guys, mm-hmm. but it's usually a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do all the really good dancing and the catchy lyrics and, and the really bubbly. choreography and whatnot. This is a metal group, so it's amazing. It's, it's a weird mixture, don't get me wrong. Like, it's very, like, so- not soft. What's the word? Like, not high-pitched either. 
<laughs> I don't know how to put it. Yeah, but Justin's it, not good at explaining music. No, so. <laughs> but like, no, no, no. The music itself is very metal, and it sounds awesome. By the way, it's I've listened to one of the songs. It's something I would listen to on a regular basis. Yeah. But I don't like to listen to metal because sometimes the singers are just not my style of singing. And then actually having like girlier voices, the pop voices like that being introduced into the metal, it's yeah, a weird it does, mixture. You but don't it think works. it would work? Yeah. It does, at least for them. It does. And I would listen to them over and over again because yeah. it just sounds so good. The group is made up of three female vocalists who are all very young. Yes. The lead singer's 18. And then the two other girls are 16 and 16. Yeah. They do have a backing band, though. They don't play any of the instruments. They are strictly vocalists. Well, it's just usually common for pop singers. Right. But they have a, a, a constant band. They're called the Kami Band. And they're with them all the time now. So uh, awesome. on, on the CDs in the future and whatever, mm-hmm. and on tour, mm-hmm. they're the band that's going to be with them. The cool thing about Baby Metal is not only is it so different and something that doesn't sound like it should work but totally does Mm -hmm. they are the first japanese group to have an album on the u.s billboard top 40 what since 1963 that's crazy yeah 53 years yes there has not been a japanese group in the top 40 u.s in 53 years wow that's crazy that there was one in 1963 right i wouldn't have thought that would have been possible i thought if anything it would have been 90s 2000s that we would have one That's and cool. they barely made it though they were they're number 39 on the charts hey. but hey. they made it yes yeah, so i was gonna say you made it you made it doesn't matter if you're last or not you're right. still there exactly you are recognized yeah that is awesome and they were so recognized that they were on the late show with stephen colbert just not that long ago on april 5th that's so cool it, yeah he was like i watched the video for it and he was like i don't know what i'm about to hear but i'm kind of excited <laughs> it was, you know it's so different but they got a lot of people really enjoyed it that's and, probably you know, some good recognition yeah definitely because stephen colbert is a pretty big name yeah so even if it's on the late or late 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 show it's still you're there they, they're even having a short U.S. tour. They're not going to a ton of places, but they are going to stop in major cities. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're not going to be in Cincinnati for us. They'll be mm. in Chicago, but that's too far. That's a, that's like a four and a half hour drive. I know. For a concert. On a day, we probably have to work. Yeah, I was Next disappointed. Time. But Next time. the fact that they were here. It's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they'll be back. I hope so. This is just their second album that came out, and it was just at the beginning of this month. So I'm hoping that this will spark something, mm-hmm. and there will be more bands like this. Yeah. Didn't you show me another one of these? Like a baby metal? Yeah, baby metal. Like I know that's the name of the group, but like pop metal. That one dude who like dresses up in dresses and pigtails, and it's like J-pop, but like metal the way he sings. A dude that dresses in with pigtails? I think pigtails? we posted on Facebook. Yeah, it's a white guy. And he like, sings with two oh, girls. Yes. Isn't that the same kind of form of music? So, okay, he, okay, so Justin is talking about Ladybeard. Ladybeard, that's right. Is an Australian cosplayer, but he's he's known for cross playing yes. and dressing as female characters, which he's is got amazing. This big old beard, and he's because, a big guy. Yeah, he looks great. Like, yeah. he did this really, like, buff Misty. I'm sure everybody sees that from yeah. Pokemon. He started a group, and I forget what it was called, but I'll post a video from them, too. But yeah, that's it's right. It's very similar. It is, they but sing, this is more metal. He's he's very metal with his vocals. Yeah, because he does the, the whole screamy, gruff yeah, stuff. Yeah, which actually doesn't sound terrible. No, it's fantastic. And it's, for you, yes. For me, I hate it. But oh. he's not terrible, oh. but the two girls are like backup singers in a sense for him, and they do yeah. the same kind of J-pop type thing right. with the awesome music in the background. Yes. So, 
yes, I don't enjoy his necessary vocals, but they're not the worst I've ever heard. And right. it's actually an enjoyable type of form to listen I to. I completely forgot all about that. So, yeah, that's two bands that we technically know of that it are is. very similar in that aspect. Yeah, and maybe now he will take off some more because of yeah. baby metal. Yeah, maybe you know? he will. Because I'm sure he's probably only more known in, in like the cosplay circles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Another, another cosplayer who's trying to grow themselves into another form of something else. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's, instead of going acting, he's going vocals and singing. Which right. He, like I said, he sounds pretty good. He does. So, I admit, I really it enjoy it. It can really work for him. Yeah. And he's even though he's not trying to start his own metal band, he's going a different way with it. I'm glad he's doing it his way because it's probably more fun for him. In the video that we saw... It's actually him, really entertaining. Yeah, he and the two girls that are he's dancing, or that he's singing with, they're all dressed up as maids, as yeah. cafe maids. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's his whole crossplay thing, so he's totally using it how he normally would. And, and it's I, fantastic. And it's probably doing great in Japan. So um, I hope to see a lot more of it. I don't know if he's ever done a Sailor Moon cosplay, but he should. He probably has, or we, he will, and it would kind of link into the next things we're gonna talk about. <laughs> There's actually quite a few Sailor Moon things we're about to bring up. Yeah, it just happened to be this way. Sailor Moon drops is what it's called. It's a new phone game. It is for iOS and Android, and it released actually earlier this month on April 12th. It's basically a Candy Crush clone, but with Sailor Moon. And it's really fun. Not yeah, gonna lie, you I downloaded, downloaded it. it yeah, just um, yesterday, because I was like, "Oh, I should try it out." Yeah. If we're gonna talk about it, that's pretty cool. The cool thing I noticed when I loaded it up was that it's from Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. and it's from Naoko Takeuchi, who is the original writer and artist of Sailor Moon. Oh, so the three of them actually worked together, so it's a legit game. That's really and cool. Not just like a reskin of something, or yeah. you know, like a downloadable expansion pack or something. Yeah, but it's really cool. As you play, like you said, it's just like Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. You unlock Sailor Scouts as you go through the levels. Like every ten, you unlock a scout. As Which far as I've neat. noticed, yeah, and, it, and I believe they help you as you go through it, right? Like, you can sl- you can play as different characters when you're going through each stage. And they each have their own like benefit of yes. things that they help you with the level clearing things. Like once you like power it up or something, right? Yeah. Okay. And as you go, you level up those scouts, and you can unlock new moves and new outfits. That's and really all cool. sorts of different stuff like that. But the one thing that I haven't seen it yet, I'm not sure if you have because I don't think you got high enough. I read one negative review about this game so far, and that it seems like it's very microtransaction hungry. Mm. Like by like at least Candy Crush, you get really far before you need to either buy hearts or tickets to get through those stupid train stations, or you need friends to like it on Facebook and help you. Right. Well. This one, it literally hits you by level 30. Mm, yeah, see, I'm only on, like, level 24, I and think. And you got there within, like, what, a couple hours. Since so, I've only I been mean, playing since yesterday, so. Yeah. It's not, the, it's not a difficult game. No. I mean, like Candy Crush, you do get those levels where it's just luck, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've been extremely frustrated with Candy Crush, which is why I stopped playing it. Yeah, we got really far, and we were just like, ah. Yeah, because I would spend, you know, like, 50 lives and mm-hmm. not be able to get past this stupid level. Yes. So, I mean, it's similar to that, but I haven't spent more than four lives on a level. No, but you also never put any money into it when you need to get through those trains. Right. This is one of those ones where this door is locked until you have enough friends, like, support your ticket or... Yeah, like whatever the train you, stations. Yeah, whatever you need to get through this level. At level 30, you're stuck there until you either, A, buy the key or you get people who give you key fragments to open the door. And well, I mean, we'll see when I get there. I don't know, because I did see that wall. You have It's before you get Sailor Jupiter, which mm-hmm. is actually really disappointing, because yeah. she's my favorite. <laughs> but, you know, so we'll see if I can actually get to her or not. Yeah, and but, how many people it would take to, like... 
yeah. help you unlock it. Because I remember with Candy Crush, it took five. Was you it five? You had to have five was friends. Was it three? I think it was three, and each oh. person needed to give you a ticket, oh, which see, was, was stupid five. because I had a bunch of friends on Facebook that played the damn game, and I would and they and wouldn't do it. I would ask for tickets from like sixty. They'd always give yeah. me freaking hearts, but never a damn ticket. Right? So annoying. Yeah, but um, screw that game. <laughs> so far, I will I will say though that with Sailor Moon drops, it does like Candy Crush have pop-ups a lot where it's mm-hmm. like oh you should buy these oh you should buy these and it's like but i don't want them yeah you know? i'm not like, giving you money yeah stop but right. it, it's fun and, you know? i bet and it's, it's fun cool to kill because, some time well yeah and and they they talk i think it's i don't know if it's the original voice actresses mm-hmm. or the ones for sailor moon crystal okay but you know they say all the same catchphrases and everything and it's really cool awesome. and mine's actually in japanese i don't know if it's in english as well but it's in Japanese. Yeah. Wow. When that's they really talk, cool. they speak in Japanese. That's it's, awesome. It's really cool. I yeah. mean, there's probably like a setting to flip it. Maybe I haven't looked because I I don't mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, on to some other things about Sailor Moon. This one's not quite as cool and kind of sad because they don't look good. It's yeah. the Sailor Moon Funko Pop figures. They're coming out this July. It's all of the five inner senshi, the inner, the five original Sailor Scouts, mm-hmm. and oh, sorry, four original Sailor Scouts and Tuxedo Mask. No, five well, original five. Sailor Scouts five. and Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, so that's five. six characters total. Yeah. I don't know. Like, when I saw the pictures, the only one that I think looks decent is Tuxedo Mask, and that's because... He actually has something to go with it? No. Oh. It's because his mask is big enough that is proportionate with his face, mm-hmm. whereas the Sailor Scouts, when you look at them, their eyes are, like, too high on their heads, and they're too small. So there's too much face. You know what I mean? And it just looks really funky because you know, it's the opposite of an anime character. Yeah, but I've noticed a lot of the pop figures that are like that are really disproportionate unless they have like some form of a costume to like signify who they are. Right. So like, well, I mean, these ones, mm, they you know who they are. Yeah. I just don't like their faces. No, but I mean, like, there are some that are really cool. There's a lot that really aren't. Yeah. But like, certain characters who don't have like a well-known costume yes. or whatever you, can't tell you who just you like it looks like a regular person yeah. that's a pop figure like, like the supernatural ones or well no cuz at least you can recognize Cass yeah but yeah like Sam and Dean not so much or like friends for whatever reason yeah. they're freaking friends pop figures right and each one has like their identifier like Ross has the monkey Rachel has her stupid like coffee maid outfit but if you don't know Rachel Green you don't know friends you just see a person with a maid not a maid but like a coffee barista like apron and you're like what the hell right they don't look good and that's kind of what this is to me i I was disappointed not gonna lie like if i was going to get one i would get tuxedo mask and probably sailor moon just just because they go together yeah but when i saw jupiter because like i said she's my favorite Mm -hmm. i looked at her and i was like what is that yeah like why why would they do that to her that's just because it's how they are (laughs) i know I, i just wish they were better yeah well maybe this will make you feel better it won't because I can't go there. Yeah, fair enough. So again, Sailor Moon is all over the dang place right now. It is pop up cafes and everything all over Japan. It's because it's the twentieth anniversary. Yes. So so there's the the Chibiusa Cafe located on the fifty second floor of Tokyo's Roppongi Hills Mori Tower Shopping Complex. That is a mouthful. It is. But it's a cafe <laughs> located on the fifty second floor, which is insane. That's really high. It is. I think it's the top floor. Um, it's 
it's a shopping complex, but it's basically it's a cafe. It's a pop up one technically as well. It's not yeah. anything permanent. I thought it was at first, but it's not. And you go there and you get Sailor Moon drinks and stuff like that, and it's really decorated well. From it the has, pictures I saw, it looked very nice. It has really good open views too, so you're not just going up there with a bunch of walls. Like there's glass like windows everywhere, so the lighting's really natural and nice looking, and you get great views in and out of the cafe. Like all the other pop up cafes mm-hmm. and themed restaurants and stuff, they have lots of cool food. But the menu for this one has a burger and pasta and curry and three desserts and they are all themed in the sailor moon stuff so mm-hmm, which is you cool know, yeah it's really neat like the burger for instance um is pink it's a pink bun and it looks like her transformation locket oh that's so cool. it's yeah. like oh you know you yeah. can tell it's a sailor moon thing and they all have drinks um for each of the sailor scouts well for the five inner ones which i thought was cool so they're all specific colors for mm-hmm. each person they're called Sailor Senshi Beauty Charge Juice Drinks. <laughs> and they all use fruit and this energy supplement, which is called Chokora BB Joma. It's, it's an energy drink. It is. It's an energy drink. Um, well, it's a supplement, like five-hour energy. Yeah. And it's actually being endorsed by Sailor Moon right now, yeah. which is why they're using it in these drinks. Yep. The commercials are actually really funny. It's like Usagi's grown up, and she's now a business lady, mm-hmm. and she's like... It's for pretty soldiers doing battle in the workplace. Yeah, exactly. Is what she says. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Right, but there's also a dark drink um, called the Evil Black Crystal Cocktail. Yeah, and it, that one's really cool looking too. It is really cool, and it's even cooler about all of this is like I was saying, like the interiors all designed. So like the tables have the Chibiusa in one corner, and then sailor characters in the other. And on top of that, there's also a really nice glass wall that has some designs on it that looks really cool as yeah, well. Yeah, it's got the Chibiusa logo mm-hmm. and it's actually really nice because it looks like Chibiusa but like a simplified version of it. Yeah. And it's all very like scrolly looking and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's pretty. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, that's neat. You yeah. Know? And one other thing I read, so like you go through this, it, it was like an hour wait for the pe- person who kind of like wrote the article on yeah, this. Yeah, because they went on opening day. Yeah. And then so once you get done to the cafe, you go through this one exit and it actually takes you to a Sailor Moon exhibit, yes, which is really cool because they just went all out in this tower. They really did, and the exhibit's really cool because it's got a lot of fan art mm-hmm. and um, production art and like costumes and stuff like that, and it's it's really neat. It's just like a history of Sailor Moon in the last twenty years, which is awesome. And both of these things are only going to be available to see until mid June. So if you're in Tokyo. Go check it out because yeah. you know Sailor Moon is a big part of anime history and it's one of the bigger ones that came here. Yeah, back it was in one like of the, the biggest 90s. ones I remember, and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch it, but it I saw enough of it when I was a kid that it was like that one and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, were like the two biggest animes, and at the time I didn't know that, but now that I've grown up, I'm like, wow, it was like the first animes I ever saw as a kid. Yeah, they meant something. Exactly. You know? Let's uh, finish out this episode on a couple of things that are actually the same. Uh, it's not anymore. It's not Sailor Moon. No. But um, <laughs> It's actually quite the opposite of Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. So last time I talked about a video game that I played was Bloodborne. It was my first interaction with From Software Games, and I loved it. It was really, really hard, but I really enjoyed playing the game and, and actually it beating it. it was amazing looking. It was. And so knowing that it was connected to Dark Souls, I never played one or two. But I was like, you know what, based off of Bloodborne, I want to get Dark Souls 3. Well, it released in April on the 12th. I haven't had the chance to pick it up yet, but when I do, I'm definitely going to play the heck out of it, and I will give you guys a review. So we'll make sure to get a review to you guys here maybe in the next episode, if not the one following. 
because we're we're itching to play it and yeah. it's it's really frustrating because a lot of people at work they're like all over it oh, they're like you need to play you need to play Come, why like, don't you have the game we know <laughs> we're kind of just hoping to get some time together so that we can both sit down and, and give it a shot because right now we're on different schedules yeah Hopefully soon. When um, it happens, it'll happen. Yeah. And it'll happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is something I didn't know um, until just recently, but there's also going to be a Dark Souls board game. And it looks really cool. Like, I don't know 100% how it's going to work, but I'm excited, and I would think it'd be really great to play. Yeah, it's so it's being crowdfunded on Kickstarter. The company is Steamforged Games Limited, or that LTD. awesome. The amazing thing, so they've been promoting it at a couple of conventions, you mm-hmm. know, They've had the, the demo set up so people could come play it and everything. So people have known that the Kickstarter was going to start up. Yeah. Well, their goal was a modest $71,000 in American dollars. Which is dollars. actually really... Like, like, $71,000 is a lot of money. It is. But compared to other Kickstarters from some other things, that's actually... It is modest. But... It was fully funded in three minutes. That is crazy to be able to go, bam, three minutes, $71,000. Right. Well, it's because they had such great marketing. I know. I'm just saying. It's Dark Souls, which is awesome. But the fact that it took three minutes for people to be like, here's my money. Here's my wallet. Yeah. Good luck. $71,000. Instantly. That's a lot. I want to know what the major contributor was. Like, how much did someone give them? 10 grand? Like, what was the top one? I don't know. I'm sure you could find it. That's crazy. Well, it's been three days since the Kickstarter started, and they've got just under two million dollars. I hope with that, if they're if they only needed seventy one thousand dollars, they've more than like quadrupled that by a lot. (laughs) I'm wondering if they're gonna yeah. I wonder if they're gonna like add more to the game with that extra money. They are, in fact. Um, So what ends up happening is they get stretch goals with Kickstarter. You have your funded amount. And you can go over it however much people want to donate over the amount that you're asking for. Okay. Well, if you are so inclined as the company, you can add stretch goals. Like, oh, well, if we make it to $1 million, we'll add in these expansion packs or whatever. So what they've done is they've added like four or five additional uh, stretch goals because they've got so much extra money. So they're going to add in a bunch of new characters, different, I think, labyrinths or something, but the characters all look really amazing, and they're going to have different skins, I believe, for these characters. They have all their stuff planned out. Like, it looks awesome. So they're not just going to take the money and be like, yeah, yeah, we're good, thanks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they are doing something with it. I'm sure a lot of the money is going to go towards making sure all of the figures mm-hmm. are top quality. Yeah. And not just, like, crappy Monopoly board pieces. You know, Monopoly started out crappy, but those pieces nowadays are freaking legit. Are they? I oh, haven't yeah. seen them. So. I used to love being the freaking pot of gold. Really? I used to like being the shoe. <laughs> I, like, for whatever reason, that like little pot of gold was so cool. I just love the weight behind it because yeah. it was so solid. That or the car. I don't remember there being a pot of gold. It's I remember a, it's there an, being it's a It's like an expen- expansion type Monopoly. Oh, okay. One of like, the newer ones. Gotcha. Yeah, because like, the old one was like the shoe, the gun, the, the car, the, the hat. There was a gun? I don't remember. I, was, I don't think there was a gun. That was Clue. <laughs> yeah. I used to just play with Clue figures. There was a rope and a candle. Whatever I could get my hands on. Well, Sorry pieces if I needed to. Going, going back <laughs> to Dark Souls, these are definitely not shoes and guns and things. They're really cool monsters set from the Dark Souls universe. Tentacled creatures with multiple eyes and you know spikes and things all That's over awesome. them. They look amazing. I, like I saw them and I was like, oh, these must just be like 3D models of mm-hmm. what they're going to have. No, they they were the real things and they looked really cool the game is really neat too because it's from one to four players you can play by yourself interesting yeah there's a lot of pieces and there's a lot of maps 
So for me, that was intimidating because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not good with a lot of rules in yeah. a game. So I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play that. But It's like the Cones of Dunshire from yes. Rec Parks and Rex. <laughs> like everybody loved that game, but the game was so complicated sounding. It was ridiculous. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the demo people or the people who played the demo at the conventions and whatever for this game, they all said that it was pretty easy to play. Like, you only have two stats, really. There's Mm -hmm. stamina and something else. And you just kind of have to figure out your balance between them. Mm -hmm. So when you're fighting a monster, you fight with cards and with dice. And when you're fighting a monster, you can step back to, like, rest and regain some of your power and just kind of decide whether you want to do that or keep fighting. That's cool. People also said that it's very much like Dark Souls and you're going to die, like, a million times. But it's fun. That sounds so, awesome. I really want to get this game. Like, if when it comes out, I'm buying it for sure then. Check it out on the Kickstarter. They do have a video that shows the demos and not exactly how to play, but Just the a little plans. Preview. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, you can get a gist of what it looks like. It looks really cool. I'm excited. I just don't know if I could fully really get excited. into it. I think I'll be even more excited after I play Dark Souls for a while. And then I get think my you ass would enjoy it. That way too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Dark Souls 3 when I get it. I'm excited for everything. So, <laughs> I, I just want to go watch some more anime. But He's I'm, just excited. I'm excited. Anyway, I think that about does it for us tonight. I believe so. Um, make sure to follow us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Even now on YouTube. Yes. At Super Sugoi Cast. We just added a new video yes, not too long did. ago. So. And it's a two-parter, so make sure you watch the first one because the second one will be following soon. Yep. It'll probably be out by the time the episode comes out, actually. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now we're on Google Play Music. Yes, a whole nother option. Which is really cool because it's just, you know, more ways for you to listen to us. Whatever's more convenient for you guys, but just make sure to like, subscribe, and all that kind of good stuff because we need them. Yes, please. We're going to make sure we're doing well. Let us know how we're doing at supersugoycast at gmail.com. You can also check out our shirts and other things available at notlg.spreadshirt.com. We have bought a couple of these things and they are very good quality. They are actually. So... And then also, check out our host site, Night of Living Geeks. Not only is our podcast there, but several others that are fun. And they keep adding new ones quite often, actually. They do. We just got a new one. Yeah, we did. I don't remember what it is, but it's there. (laughs) It's JJ Runtcast. JJ Runtcast? Runk. Runk. JJ Runk. Do we know what that is about? Yes. So, it's actually Ernesto's brother... Joel. Joel? Yeah. Wow. And his friend, I believe, I don't know who the other person is, but their name also starts with a J, so JJ. JJ. They they play drinking games while watching movies and talking about stuff. So we are getting basically a live cast of them being drunk and playing yeah. games. It's like Drunk Yakety Cast. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> we really, they should get Ernesto to like co-host one time. Yeah. Just because Ernesto, when he's drunk, is pretty funny. Yes. So... Anyway, if you like drinking games and movies and fun, joking, drunk people, check them out. Awesome. I'm sure they're pretty fun. Yeah, it sounds interesting. They're nice people. Yeah, and <laughs> almost every, actually every podcast that I've listened to on our host site is really good. So I'm sure this one being added has passed the test. Yes. <laughs> so the website is notlg.com, Night of the Living Geeks. Also, we can't forget to thank Alex Barroza for our music. We'll put his link down so you can check out some more. And bye.
the living 